on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley. Certainly a fun, entertaining, exciting game, and the Brewers hold on to win by a 5-4 score. Cincinnati makes a run, scoring four unanswered after the Brewers had jumped out to a 4-0 lead. But a Keston Hira home run ends up being the difference in this game, his sixth dinger of the year, and the Brewers come up with a 5-4 victory. Welcome in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you'd like to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Former Brewer and Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst Vinny Rotino is going to join us in about uh, 10 minutes or so. We'll go back through the game with the highlights, and uh, we will also hear from uh, the manager, Craig Council. That's all coming up between now and 10 o'clock as we take you for the next hour or so discussing this one today. Really, this is a game where the Brewers win it off home runs. Hunter Renfro, Willie Adamas, Keston here all going deep. Eric Lauer uh, certainly does enough. I mean, he gives up the, the three home runs. The ball was just flying tonight, uh, but he keeps the team in the game. And then uh, the bullpen really did a really nice job. And, you know, Craig Council made a little bit of an interesting decision because generally when Josh Hader is not available, you just move everybody else, you know, back an inning where Devin Williams handles the ninth and Brad Boxberger handles the eighth inning. Evidently, Council liked the matchups a little bit better with who was coming up in the eighth inning for Williams and who was coming up in the ninth inning for Boxberger. So he goes with Williams in the eighth and Boxberger in the ninth. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what this show would be at this very moment? had one of those guys blown uh, the save or the hold opportunity. If Williams or Boxberger would have given it up, you know what everybody would be saying right now on this uh, show about what in the world was going on. Why was, why was Boxberger pitching the ninth? Why was Williams in the eighth and not the ninth? Like that, that would have been the narrative coming out of a large percentage of uh, Brewers fans tonight. But Craig Council liked the matchups uh, that he got for those two individuals in the eighth and ninth inning. He went with it, and uh, it certainly worked as they're able to hold on again for the 5-4 victory uh, tonight. And this just... This is the way the Brewers are going to need to win games. This is your classic Brewers win. I think Eric Lauer pitched fine. I know he gave up the uh, the home runs, but uh, I know that he uh, I know that he pitched fine, uh, giving up the four runs on six hits and six in the third innings. And then the bullpen was able to go in there and uh, do a pretty solid job. Uh, obviously, when Miguel Sanchez again, Miguel Sanchez is a guy who uh, pushes forward and really had uh, a nice performance. And when you look at Sanchez and look at his uh, game by game and what he has been able to uh, what he's been able to do. He had the one outing where he gave up the four runs against Washington, and he had a 1.08 ERA prior to that outing, and then uh, it jumped up to 4.66. He's gone two more scoreless innings uh, with, uh, or two more scoreless games, I should say, uh, after that outing. And overall this year, in his 10 
appearances, he's only given up runs in three of them. So it's been a pretty good performance from uh, Miguel Sanchez. So a lot to get into, a lot to get into on the program today. Again, if you'd like to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and at text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. Vinny Rotino joins us in about uh, 10 minutes. Uh, we'll hear from manager Craig Council in about 20 minutes, and we'll go through uh, the postgame highlights in around 940 or so is when we'll get to that. So a lot to do between now and 10 o'clock. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Adamas and Willie, a high fly ball, deep left center field. Sinzel giving it a look. Bye-bye baseball. Adamas goes deep for the 12th time this year, and the Brewers' lead climbs to 4 to nothing. Eventually it would get tied up 4-4. Cincinnati would come back with 2 in the 5th, 2 in the 6th, but then a Keston here, a home run in the 7th. And the Brewers win 5-4. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Paul. You want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. So we're getting a lot of uh, messages regarding uh, Keston here. Uh, Doug Texton says, uh, so much more relaxing when Hayden and Hayter is in there, but they get the job done. All that matters and one minute here looks terrible next minute he hits a home run just wish he could get some consistency could be such a big help with that power mike in colorado says uh tough win we'll take it uh, thank goodness for keston hero but what lies in the future uh with uh, his future with the team it's a good question and he has power like clearly he has power and that is a skill that's a that's an attribute that there, there are very few things that you desire more in today's baseball game. You want pitchers who can strike people out, and you want hitters who can hit home runs, who can you know, create some damage. I just I struggle with Hira, and let me I'm gonna throw a caveat on this. He's still developing. He's still a young player, so he's not a finished product. So what I'm about to say is who he is currently, it's not who he might still develop into. And I don't I don't just throw young players away just because their current skill set maybe doesn't fit. Like there's still time for development and that is still going on with a relatively young player in Keston Hero. I don't know if I can think of another player, and I'm sure there have been some. But off the top of my head I'm having a hard time thinking of anybody. Um, maybe you know, in many ways, Chris Carter is kind of an example. I mean, I still think it's incredible. A few years back, Carter's at first base. He leads the National League in home runs and end up getting non-tendered and basically didn't play in the big leagues after that. Played overseas. I think had like a a cup of coffee with somebody. I can't remember who off the top of my head. But it's a he led the National League in home runs and he got non-tendered. It it it's wild that that could happen. Um, and I, I still can't believe it. Like ESPN should do a 30 for 30 on it or something. And I would watch it and nobody else would. Um, so when it comes to Keston Hira, I really appreciate his power. And it's a great thing to have. But he doesn't do anything else. He just he doesn't do anything else. He doesn't have a defensive position. He doesn't hit for average. I, there's, 
it's just it's all power. It's power and nothing else. And what that means is you are going to have to deal with a whole lot of 0 for 4 with three strikeout days with him. And sometimes it pays off, and it pays off today because he hits the home run. Uh, but, the, you know, he has... He has six home runs and thirty-two, or excuse me, and eighty-eight at bats. That's a that's a fine percentage. His OPS, considering the fact that he's hitting two hundred five, his OPS is actually rather respectable at seven forty. Uh, I just I have I have such a hard time knowing what to do with him because it's his power bat and not a whole lot else beyond that. And I don't think he's somebody that you just sit on your bench waiting for an opportunity to pinch hit him when you need a home run because, again, he doesn't hit for average. Like, how often is it so hit or miss on that? If he's a 200 hitter, even if he's hitting a – okay, so he has – how many hits does he have this year? Um, Keston Hira this year has 18 hits and six of them are home runs. So one out of every three times he has a hit, it's a home run. So even if you're keeping him on the bench with the idea that he's a power bat off the bench, you're talking about a guy who's basically hitting 200. And uh, it just the odds of him coming up with the home run are not great. Now he has that power. He has it. And all, all, he, all he's got to do is just, just hit a little bit better. Just hit a little bit better. If he's a 250 hitter instead of a 200 hitter, it's it's a different world for me when I'm talking about him. Uh, but you, you play him at second base, he's a liability. You play him at first base, he's a liability. You have to take him out of games late uh, because of defensive uh, you know reasons. Uh, maybe he fits as the DH. If you didn't have Andrew McCutcheon, if the roster was built differently, maybe he fits on another team as the DH. I don't know. It's just it's a really tough one for me because he has the power. And you like having as many players on your roster as possible who can hit home runs and hit extra base hits. And he obviously can do that. But there's just not a whole lot else there. Uh, So when this team is fully healthy, I don't know if there's a spot on the roster for him. At the same time, how do you send him down when he some of these home runs he's hit this year are really big home runs. He is he is largely responsible for a couple wins this year. Like that's a that's a really important thing to have. So I'm I'm going in circles here. If you can't tell, I'm going in circles. I don't have an answer, uh, but it's 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 a really tough question. I guess that's the bottom line. Five four Brewers get the win in Cincinnati. Vinny Rotino will join us in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Pitch it high in the air and deep in the left field. Fan turning, watching. That ball is a rocket up out of here into the seats. Hunter Renfro wins the battle of the Hunters. It's a three-run blast out to left, and the Brewers strike first in a big way. 3-0 here in the fourth inning. They get out to a 4-0 lead. Cincinnati ties it. Keston here, a home run the seventh. Brewers win 5-4. This is Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Let's bring in former Brewer and Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst Vinny Rotino. 
Vinny, this was just a this was a fun game. Obviously, you don't want to see the Brewers uh, lose a four run lead. But that being said, the way it went back and forth, the way the bullpen performed, the Keston Hira home run, uh, the the home runs just going out for both teams. This is a really fun game. Yeah, it was a big win, right? I mean, this is the only kind of like lull in their June schedule. I mean, you could say this, you could say that the Nats was kind of a lull in the schedule, but that Nats team was really, really swinging the bat well uh, right when the time the Brewers faced them. So um, it's a big win. Um, they need to win tomorrow as well to win the series. But after this, they got nine games against playoff type teams in St. Louis. They have Tampa Bay, and then they have uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. So nine games against those really, really good teams. So this is an important win to, to win this first game of this series against the Reds. Got an interesting tweet uh, from uh, at Brew Crew Scott. He says, was the seed that Rowdy Telez threw to second base the right baseball play? It was phenomenal in my opinion, and the outcome was positive, but was it the correct decision? And, Vinny, I find that question interesting because one of my big things when it comes to baseball is – the the right decision doesn't always work. Like if you if you make a decision and that decision is wrong ninety percent of the time, then that ten percent of the time that it actually works out well doesn't mean it was the right decision. It means it just worked out that one single time. And I think a lot of people are thinking about Rowdy Telez because of the play he didn't make yesterday. And obviously, if he throws that one high and it goes to the outfield today, we're all going, okay, should have he just gone to first? But at the same time. He has proven that he's pretty good on that throw to second. With some other first baseman, I would say that's probably the wrong play. You go take uh, the the sure thing out. But with Rowdy Telez and his track record outside of yesterday, I like the fact that he went to second in that spot. He's got a, he's got amazing accuracy on his throws. It's it's quite remarkable. This guy's like a left-handed shortstop playing first base in a in a lineman's body. I mean, that's the kind of actions that this guy has from the, you know, obviously he's a left-handed thrower. So, um but yeah, I mean, the right play, it's a great insightful question first of all by by the the caller um or the tweeter there. But it's um the right play is the one where you get an out there. It's the bottom of the ninth with one out. If you get an out anywhere, that's the right play. Um, and I think that just goes to show how much confidence that Rowdy Telez has and the ability to have a short-term memory to go to second base right there. Uh, incredible. I mean, a lot of confidence in himself to bounce back after that Aaron throw yesterday. So um, that was a great play. I mean, it kept the time or it kept the winning run off of second base, and so that's going to allow your pitcher to have a little more confidence as well. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk text line. Let's grab a phone call. Doug's in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening, uh, guys. Say, hey, you know, I just wanted to back up to last night, and uh, this is why the game is so great and fun. And, Matt, you took a lot of heat from uh, – or anyway, you had a great opposition to what happened at, with the, uh, you know, running around third. And I agreed with you he should have – he should have – stayed at third base and even um, a lot of the people you know said no including Vinny that's what makes the game so great and fun that we can talk about that and then tonight uh, you brought again you brought up Boxberger coming in in the uh, the ninth versus you know Williams coming in in the eighth again that's what makes it so much fun and great and and with counsel you just <laughs> you got to go with with the guy my comment with Ira, and again, I'm listening, and 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 uh, you're talking about him, and you I, I, almost it almost sounded like me talking to my friends. You know, the guy's got power, but he strikes out a lot. But then he wins games once in a while. 
with home runs. What do you do with him? You send him down to the minors. He bought he bats four twenty five. My my only my only comment with Hira is I've only been to uh, let's see fourteen games so far. But a lot of times he doesn't keep his head down. I think sometimes he's looking out. He's looking at Bernie Brewer as he swings, and uh, that's that's the only thing I I would say tonight. I Doug, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, Vinny, I don't know if you heard me earlier. I just I I don't know with Keston here. I don't know what he how he fits on the team because he comes up with these big hits, but he hits two hundred and he strikes out a ton, and he doesn't have a defensive position. Uh, it's just my. There's no. I can't think of a guy who has more positively impacted games where he does come up with hits, but a guy that you can't rely on. Like I just, I, I don't know what to do with him. So he is. I, I, I guarantee you, Matt. First of all, the caller agreed with you and not me. So good job, Doug. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that Doug's call was. I thought. I thought Doug's call was great because. It is. That's what makes this this game great. So we're going to sit here and talk about Keston Hira, and there's no real answer because I don't think anyone knows the answer to what this guy can do and how he can impact the team. And where do you go with him? I, I agree. Like this is a, this is an interesting case study that will be talked about. I guarantee you by analytics groups for for a decade. I mean, I'm looking at his numbers. There's nobody like this that can do what he does. I mean, in terms of the strikeout rate, in terms of the walk rate, and it's kind of all over the place. I mean, we're talking about a guy in 2018 in AA that he had an 18% strikeout rate, and and he hit, you know, he had 307 plate appearances. Now in the big leagues... In 100 plate appearances, they have 47% strikeout rate. That's alarming. But yet he's got six home runs, and yet he's got six pretty big home runs, right? Um, and it's just, I don't know. And I, I don't know what to do with him. I don't think the Brewers really know what to do with him because what do you do? You send him down. Like Doug said, he's going to hit 420. There's nothing to prove in AAA at this point. Um, I'm trying to find other comparable players. I'm looking up Tyler O'Neill right now with the St. Louis Cardinals, who won the Silver Slugger in left field last year. But we're talking about a 30% strikeout rate, so not a not a you know 35 or even you know the 47. I think is an outlier. Obviously, this year, I mean, there's no way that he continues to have a 40% 7% strikeout rate. Right? I, I guess I'm asking because this is a like I said, it's an anomaly what he's been doing. I'm looking at Joey Gallo. But he has a he has a lot more walks. He has a lot higher walk percentage than than both Tyler O'Neill and Keston Harris. So I don't think I don't think anyone knows what Keston Harris is going to turn out to be. All I know is that he hits bombs. He's got the talent. He's got the ability. He hit in the minor leagues. So that's the thing that I think they're hanging their hat on. They're they're going to probably stick with him for a little while. But it's tough when you're trying to win and win a World Series to really allow this guy to develop and improve at the big league level. So I think they're kind of stuck right now. The only thing I came up with, and it's a Brewers uh, correlation, 2016 Chris Carter, 41 home runs. He uh, strikes out 206 times in his 549 at-bats. He's given the first-base job on a non-competitive team, leads the National League in home runs with 41, but ends up being non-tendered that offseason. Yep, that's a that's a good comp right there. Yeah, I mean Chris Carter, and, and so he was non-tender because most teams realize that this isn't really valuable to their lineups, especially for the dollar amount that he was commanding. I'm, I'm, is it Rob Deere? 
right? I mean, but Rob Deere also walked a ton, right? Yeah. And he had home runs. So, so again, it'll be interesting to see. And we'll talk about it for, for many episodes to come here, many shows to come, because it's fascinating, and I actually love talking about it. I know you do, too. All right, we'll uh, take a quick break, and we'll talk about the decision to go Boxberger on the ninth, Williams on the eighth. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Detweiler, the lefty throws. A swing and a high fly ball into right center field. Going back on it is Senzel. Back to the wall. It is gone. Hira out to the opposite field. Right center into the seats. And Milwaukee's back in front. There's number six for Keston Hira. Brewers get a 5-4 win in Cincinnati. Brewers' extra innings rolls on. I'm Matt Pauly, Vinny Rotino, former Brewer here as well. Vinny, I, I I love the discussions of what to do with the bullpen. More often than not, if Josh Hader is not available, Devin Williams covers the ninth. Tonight, Craig Council goes with Williams in the eighth. Let's Boxberger handle the ninth inning. Uh, evidently likes the matchups. If, if it doesn't work out, you know what we're talking about on this show, and you know people are, are just killing Council for uh, switching that up. But he, he likes the matchups and ends up uh, working out for the Brewers. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think that Williams was going to go two innings. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, box in the ninth for the save, and I think the reason there is that, look, I mean, this guy's going to have – you know, just that low pulse, the ability to go out, throw strikes, and, and command pitches, and he did that. Obviously, he always likes to make it a little bit interesting, but that low pulse really allows him to, you know, make it, you know, execute pitches in stressful situations. Obviously, that first and second situation. I think his heartbeat actually got up to from like sixty-five to about sixty-seven when that when Joey Votto hit that fly ball that he just got under for uh, a walk-off homer. But look, Devin Williams. Jonathan India, Brandon Drury, and Tommy Pham really have done damage against the Brewers, right? And so Devin Williams was the guy to go to. Devin Williams has been absolutely lights out. He's been commanding that fastball really, really well, and then that sets up the changeup. And he's just on such a tremendous role um, that that's who you have to go to in terms of the matchups um, to get that save and, and to get that win. I don't know if people remember, Boxberger had a 41-save year with Tampa Bay back in 2015. He had a 32-save year in 2018. He's been an all-star. I mean, this is a guy who uh, he knows what it's like to handle the ninth inning. Yeah, it doesn't bother him one bit. I mean, he's got a new repertoire from that from those days back when he was saving games with Tampa. I mean, it's a shorter arm pass, and it's more four-seam. And then he's got, like, he calls it a slider, but it's a little cutter that he's able to execute off that same spot that he throws that four-seamer. And then the changeup's been pretty good lately as well. He's also backdoor in that cutter, too, or that slider. So um, I thought it was actually the wrong pitch call when he almost – you know, when Joey Votto almost took him deep right there, uh, I thought he should have probably tried to backdoor that cutter. But, um, you know, you can't argue with the result. And uh, he, he did a great job. Again, he's, he's just got that ability just to stay calm, easy under pressure, and execute. And I, I love him in that, in that role. Obviously, obviously it's, it's Devin Williams' job most of the time, but Devin Williams pitched against the, uh, the really tough top of their order. That's Vinny Rotino. I'm Matt Pauley. We'll get the post-game comments of manager Craig Council next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers get the 5-4 win in Cincinnati again. The way the bullpen was used tonight, a big topic of discussion, specifically with Devin Williams handling the eighth. 
Brad Boxberger handling the ninth inning. Manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago, and as he opened up his uh, post-game thoughts, he uh, discussed the way that he used the bullpen tonight. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we got to the, you know, Sanchez did a nice job getting the last two outs of the seventh, and then, um, you know, with the top of the order coming up, um, you know, thought thought Devin um, was a good matchup there, and then Devin just hasn't pitched, you know, in a while, too, so I wanted to make sure that he, he got into the game um, and it impacted the game, and, and he had a really nice inning. Omar had a great throw. Weechow um, had a great tag. Um and then, you know those guys are going to get six outs, so it's you know it's those two guys getting the last six outs, and the way the lineup's structured, and kind of thought it was best having going first time. For as much as we've talked about the short starts in this stretch, did you get the length that you wanted from Eric, and how much did that help your decision? Yeah, well, I mean that's I think that's something that uh, we we just haven't we haven't been able to get lately, unfortunately. Um, and, and Eric's pitch count was in a great spot. Um, you know, he he just gave he gave up some homers, unfortunately, again, and that's that's what's kind of bit him lately is the home runs. Um, first three innings, he was you know incredible, right? It was electric stuff and lots of swing and miss. Um, but uh, just to, to pitch into the seventh, um, you know, with kind of what we got going in the bullpen's a big deal. Keston's splits have just been so we've talked about so confounding this year. So I mean, how nice was this team put a you know just a really good swing like, against the lefty? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's, it is. It, confounding is a good word. It's it's confusing. It's it's very unusual um, in this league right now. Um, but he, you know, he, you know, we had him in there tonight for a reason, and um, he did a nice job. You mentioned Lauer's swing and miss stuff that that been kind of missing, or we didn't see it as much as we have before. What do you think was the difference tonight? I, I just thought he was just kind of aggressive. I mean, that it was it was aggressive. I thought early for sure, and and that you know the pitch count kind of indicates that just aggressive in the zone, um, and that's 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 a big deal. You know, I think you get the hitters kind of like he's going to be around the zone and good stuff, and it's about hit. Obviously, it's about making quality pitches in the strike zone, um, but he, that's what he did tonight. You know, you've had a couple times where Josh has been away doing what he needs to do, and, and guys have kind of stepped up. How big a lift can that be, like for that group out there? Well, it's important. I mean, we've been in last two nights. Obviously, been in some some tight games and tie games late in the game. Um, and you know, I, I mean, look, Devin's been pitching incredibly. He's been he's doing a heck of a job. And then Box is, you know, just Mister Steady. You know, that's what he, he he's steady. That's what he is. And he and you know, his heartbeat is not affected by. Seventh inning, eighth inning, ninth inning—it's it, not going to be affected by it. Um, he, he's proven that. Um, so, and then Sansi just getting two outs. I mean, that's that. There's, you know, that's not a role that he's normally pitching in in a tie game in the seventh inning. But, um, you know, he came in and, and threw some really good pitches and kept the ball down. Yeah, Miguel Sanchez, in my opinion, is absolutely one of the unsung heroes of this team. And the overall numbers, again, he's got an ERA just under four. It looks respectable. But when you dive in on his numbers, uh, some of the games he's pitched, some of the times that he's pitched to keep uh, the bullpen a little bit healthier, moments like these tonight, the fact that he's only given up runs in a, in a handful of appearances this year, uh, you really appreciate what he has given to this team. Brewers get the win in Cincinnati 5-4. We'll tell you how it went down with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 
Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. Brewers beat the Reds 5-4. Pitching matchup, Eric Lauer against Hunter Green in the bottom of the first inning. Eric Lauer out for his first inning of work. Strikes out Jonathan India. Strikes out Brandon Drury. And that brings up Tommy Pham. First offering to Pham is a chopper to first. Nice play by Telez. Rockets it over to Lauer covering the bag. What a nifty play to get the third out of the inning. That was a difficult play for Telez. He had to range to his left and play it on a backhand. His momentum carrying him into foul territory after he fielded it. And he sidearmed a slingshot to Lauer who made a nice catch as he was running over to cover the bag for the third and final out. Yeah, Telez's first opportunity since the air yesterday, and he comes up in a big way. Brewers, they strike first in this one. It all gets going with Rowdy Telez in the fourth inning. 1-1 line drive into right center field. Telez, he loops it in in front of Almora. Base hit. Rowdy Telez. He's aboard. The Brewers have had the leadoff man reach base in three out of the four innings against Green. Andrew McCutcheon then gets a base hit. Runners on at first and second for Hunter Renfro. 1-0 pitch hit high in the air and deep in the left field. Fan turning, watching. That ball is a rocket up out of here into the seats. Hunter Renfro wins the battle of the Hunters. It's a three-run blast out to left, and the Brewers strike first in a big way. 3-0 here in the fourth inning. They add to their lead in the fifth inning with two outs. Willie Adamas comes up to the plate. Here's the 2-2 to Adamas, and Willie, a high fly ball, deep left center field. Sinzel giving it a look. Bye-bye baseball. Adamas goes deep for the 12th time this year, and the Brewers' lead climbs to 4 to nothing. But the Reds cut that lead in half, one half inning later in the bottom of the fifth inning with one out. Mike Moustakes gets a base hit. It brings up Albert Almora, Jr. Flowers 0-1 to Almora. And a high fly ball, deep left field. Yelich jogging back. That ball's way out of here. Almora with a two-run home run on a fastball on the inner part of the plate. Just his third home run of the season, and it is a two-run home run. And just like that, the Brewers lead cut in half. It's a 4-2 Brewers lead. One inning later, the Reds are able to tie it up. Eric Lauer still pitching for the Brewers. Leadoff hitter in the sixth is Brandon Drury. Lauer's pitched well. Just the one mistake to Almora, and now he gives up a high fly ball down the left field line, and Drury has hit his 14th home run of the season, and it's a one-run ball game. Not a one-run game for very long. Next hitter is Tommy Pham. Second and third time through. Tommy Pham, a high drive out to right. Renfro's back. That ball's gone. Ninth home run of the season for Pham. And again on the very first pitch. Fastball at 90 right down the middle. Kyle Farmer then walks third straight to reach against Lauer and the go-ahead run on the bases after a Matt Reynolds strikeout. Nick Senzel stands in. And a ground ball back up the middle. This could be two. Hira flips to Adamas. Back to first in time. And the Brewers turn a 4-6-3 double play. And Lauer does get out of the inning without any further damage. 
The Brewers, though, answer in the top of the seventh inning. With one out, new pitcher comes into the game. That's Ross Detweiler. He gets Jace Peterson to ground out for the second inning, but then it's Keston Hira with a big hit. Detweiler, the lefty throws. A swing and a high fly ball into right center field. Going back on it is Senzel. Back to the wall. It is gone. Hira out to the opposite field. Right center into the seats. And Milwaukee's back in front. There's number six for Keston Hira. Eric Lauer gets the first out of the bottom of the seventh, getting Mike Moustakis to fly out. Then Miguel Sanchez comes in, gets the final two outs, and it remains a 5-4 game as we go to the eighth inning. In the eighth inning, Devin Williams comes in to pitch. First battery faces, Jonathan India gets a base hit. Second battery faces is Brandon Drury. 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. A 95-mile-per-hour heater right down the middle. And he strikes out Brandon Drury for an ortho ASAP strikeout. And boy, that was a big boy pitch right there from Devin Williams. Next hitter is Tommy Pham, but before he has an opportunity to do anything, the Brewers come up with a big defensive play. The 0-1, there goes the runner. It's a changeup, swing and a miss, throw to second. He is going to be in time. Oh, John Tompain says they got him. Great throw from Omar Narvaez. Two outs in the inning, and then Tommy Pham is able to finish off the inning doing this. And the 0-2. Swing and a miss. He bounced a changeup in there, and then a tag applied by Narvaez on Pham, who is still standing in the batter's box. That changeup didn't even make it to home plate. Pham swung over the top of it, and Devin Williams with a couple of strikeouts in his scoreless bottom of the eighth inning. We go to the ninth. 5-4, Brewers have the lead. Brad, Brad Boxberger comes on looking for his first save of the year. Kyle Farmer gets a base hit. Then uh, T.J. Friedel comes in as a pinch runner. Max Schrock then comes up, and uh, he pops out for the first out of the inning. Nick Senzel walks. So runners on at first and second, and it's Mike Moustakis at the plate. The 0-2 pitch, ground ball, sharply hit to first. Backhanded by Telez, he's going to throw to second for one. Back to first, not in time. Boxberger was covering. What a play by Rowdy Telez. That's a huge play by Telez. The tying run is at third, but he keeps the go-ahead, the winning run, out of scoring position. Turns out it doesn't matter all that much because Joey Votto comes up as a pinch hitter with two outs and does this. The 2-2 pitch. High fly ball, deep right center field. Going back is Tyrone Taylor on the warning track with a play. Ball game over. Yep, Brewers get the win 5-4 with the win. The Brewers go to 36-30. and The Reds drop to 23-41. and Winning totals for the crew. Five runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave four. For Cincinnati, four runs, eight hits, one error. They leave four. Winning pitcher is Eric Lauer. He's 6-2. and two. Ross Detweiler takes the loss, 0-1. Brad Boxberger's first save. Home runs, a bunch of them. Renfro is 11th. Adamas is 12th. Hira his 6th. Almora his 3rd. Drury is 14th. Pham his 9th. Game lasting two hours, 53 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 21,147 folks at Great American Ballpark. We look around at Major League Baseball with scores, and we preview game two of the series. We do that next. Brewers Extra Innings rolls on in just a moment on WTMJ. The Brewers get the win in Cincinnati. Welcome back in. It's Brewers X Journeys here on WTMJ. Just a couple minutes left in the program. 
We'll uh, get you some scores from around the division. Cardinals lose tonight. They make some noise in the ninth inning, scoring four runs, but they still come up one run short, losing in Boston 6-5. Cubs beat the Braves today 1-0 at Wrigley, and the Giants defeat the Pirates by a 2-0 score. So standings right now in the NL Central. The Cardinals do remain in first place, but the Brewers are back within one game of St. Louis. Cardinals 37-29, and Brewers 36-30. and Pirates 10.5 back, Cubs 12 back, and the Reds are in last place, 13 games back. Around the Brewers minor league system, low A Carolina, bottom of the seventh inning, they lead at Columbia. That is a 4-1 to one game. High A Wisconsin, they lose tonight at Great Lakes, 3-0. Double A Biloxi picks up a win at Chattanooga, 6-5 the final there, and they are in the bottom of the ninth inning right now. Nashville has a lead at Memphis by a 4-1 score, so it looks like they are in uh, pretty good shape here at the moment. We'll see whether or not uh, they're able to finish that off. A couple uh, tidbits bits uh, from this game today. Eric Lauer becomes the second Brewers pitcher ever to give up three home runs at Great American Ballpark and get the win. The other, Zach Jackson in June of 2006. Raise your hand if you had Zach Jackson being mentioned here on Brewers Extra Innings today. Uh, Willie Adamas, Hunter Renfro, Keston Hira, the uh, third trio of Brewers teammates ever to have a home run and two plus strikeouts each in a win. Two of them have been this year against the Reds, as uh, here teamed up with Tyrone Taylor and Luis Urias to do it back on May 5th. The other time it happened was June of 2019 in Houston when Ryan Braun, Yasmani Grandal, and Mike Moustakis all ended up doing that. So uh, Doug Kern on Twitter providing those statistical anomalies. Jason Alexander will start Game 2 of the series coming up tomorrow. Still looking for his first Major League win, a 2.16 ERA. Graham Ashcraft will go for the Reds. He's 3-0 with a 2.22 ERA. 3-10 first pitch tomorrow. Network coverage at 2.35. Brewers warm up with Greg Matzik tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And then after the game, Brian D. will have you for Brewers extra innings. I've been doing this seven years. Tomorrow will be just the second show that I've ever missed. My daughter has a dance recital, and I will gladly be there uh, watching her and the other three-year-olds attempt to dance. So I'll talk to you again coming up on Sunday for more Brewers baseball here on WTMJ.